Today, uh, we are going to a topic. Uh, Pastor Davis asked me to share the message today. And what I, may, I have my, in my heart to share is the believer's authority and power. Hallelujah. The believer has authority and power. That's what I want us to cover. We'll cover uh, various things. We look at how we'll see that Jesus, these are the basics. We are covering the basics, the very classical teaching about this topic. It's not a really new topic. You probably have come across it, but it's good for us to be reminded of it. Jesus, we know Jesus had heaven's prevailing authority and power everywhere he went. We are going to look at that. We are going to look at this, the fact that Jesus gave his authority and power to his disciples before he was crucified and rose from the dead. And we know that after he rose from the dead that Jesus passed on his authority and power to his disciples and to the believers. Amen. So we know those are three foundations of that. And we also then look at how do we walk in this power. We will see that we receive revelation of your position. That means we accept our power and authority. Once you receive the revelation of your position, then you're in a position to receive or to accept the power and the responsibility and the authority that comes with that position. And you'll also see how that the word of God is our keys to this authority and to this power. Are you ready? So, just to prepare our hearts, I want us to look at this scripture in, uh, in Romans chapter 8, verses 31, 32, and then we look at 37. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who? Uh-huh. Who? Who? Who is threatening you? Who has been coming up against you? If God is for us, let's read together. Who can be against us? It says in verse 32, let's read it together. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. How is it possible? God is not withholding anything from you and me. God is not holding it. He gave us Jesus. So he is not withholding his power or his authority or anything else in his kingdom from you and me. Amen. And, 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 uh, and we need our minds, our, heart, uh, our hearts, minds reminded about the kingdom. Because we operate in a constitutional democracy in Kenya, isn't it? We thank God for how it is going. Thank God for the peace that is prevailing. We thank God for the institutions that have resolved whatever issues were standing. And we continue to stand in faith for our government. Amen. You know there's a new government in Kenya. Oh, well, it's going to be sworn in this coming week, right? But there's a transition going on, isn't it? Now, we saw campaigns, we saw uh, contentions, we went to vote on aid, it went to Buana Chebukati, then it went to the, uh, to the CJ and the Supreme Court, you know, it's a whole process. 
when they were proclaiming Charles the king yesterday, did you see all that mess? They just say, you are the king. They proclaim this fellow is coming to his kingdom and there are no questions about it. There is no Chebukati, there is no Supreme Court, there is nothing. Nobody went to vote for him. He is the king. And some people try to throw some nasty things here. Why is he the king? Nana, it doesn't matter what you think. He's the king. Why is he the king? He is inheriting everything in that kingdom. Whatever his mom had as the queen is coming to this fellow. Somebody say, look at somebody getting a job at 73 years. <laughs> See, it's the kingdom. And God is saying, how shall we, shall, how shall he not give, if he has given us his son, he is giving us everything else in his kingdom, and nobody is going to go to the Supreme Court. You see why it says, who can be against you? Where will they go? Heavens is the highest court you can go to. And God has decided he's giving you what? His kingdom and all that pertains to his kingdom. Somebody shout amen. amen. Now, if you go back to that chapter, it says, for the spirit bears witness with us that we are what? Children of God, verse 16 and verse 17. Yeah? It says of that, that chapter 8, are you there? The spirit bears witness with us. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are what? Children of God. All right? Let's go on verse 17. And if children, then who are we? Heirs of what? Of God and what? Joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. So this thing is saying, God, when he handed over to you, he didn't just summon one guy and say you are King Charles. It was King Charles and everybody else, all the children <laughs> became heirs. You are not waiting in line to inherit anything. When Jesus died and rose from the dead, he passed over everything to us. Hallelujah. So there is a parallel to the kingdoms of this earth, but it's also not enough to describe what God has done. Tell your neighbor you are near of a kingdom. Do they look like they are excited about it? <laughs> or they want us to summon the privy council. And I'm proclaiming, I'm the privy council, proclaiming you an heir of the kingdom of God. If you are born again, that ought to be rising up within you all the time. Who, what can we say? Let's go back to verse 30, 31. Hmm? Verse 31. What then shall we what say to these things? What things are facing you? What are you saying to those things? Are you letting those things know that you are an heir of the kingdom of God? Are you letting those things know in your home, in your business, in your workplace, in your college, wherever you are? Are you what are you saying? What shall we say? To these things. Praise God. So you need to be talking. You know, how does a king rule? By decree. 
The king just says, cut that guy's head off. I don't like him. No questions asked. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is the kind of power and authority that God wants us to walk in. So as we, we look at this, let's look at uh, Mark chapter 1 verse 27. We see what authority we have because it's what Jesus, we are joined heirs with him. So we start seeing how did Jesus operate because we are beginning to see what is in the proclamation. What is, what is the realm that we have come to reign in? Verse 27 of this, uh, of, uh, of Mark chapter 1 says, they were all amazed. This is in the New American Standard Bible uh, version. That is, uh, it's called the 1995. I use this because this is the closest you have to the original scripts. That is, you know, the Old Testament is, the Old Testament is in Hebrew. The New Testament is in, you don't know. It's in Greek. The New Testament is in, is in Hebrew. The, the Old Testament is, Testament is in Hebrew. The New Testament is in Greek. So the New American Standard Bible is the closest translation that you can get from these versions to English. All right? Other versions uh, build from that. The New King James Version and the King James are cross, but they are words, and I will show you some of the verses. Some, some of the words in the New King James Version or the King James Version are a bit different, all right? But they also highlight them. They, they put them in italics. Now, if you come to the NLT or the NIV, they are interpreting. They, they don't look for word. It's not word for word. They interpret what could this mean. If you come to the uh, TPT and the message version, uh, it's, it's a paraphrasing. You cannot trace, the, you may not necessarily trace this to the original word, all right? You, you want to be inspired. Every Bible has a purpose. When you see the message version or the TPD version, you get really inspired, amen? When you want to see the, the, the closest words, word for word, then you will read the other, the other versions. All right, I just thought you, somebody may never have seen this one. What are we using here? So this is the New American Standard Bible. Because I use it also because the way King James uses power and authority. I've used the two words, but they actually, they are very close. They are related, all right? If you have authority, you should have power. But we all know that in Kenya, the Supreme Court has made certain declarations, but the administration has not bothered to follow them, all right? So you have authority, but you have no power. But in the kingdom of God, it's not like that, all right? There's no such confusion. You have authority and you have what? Power. You are not looking for someone else to come and enforce your decrees. God has given us both, all right? So we look at this. Uh, these are Pharisees and, uh, and uh, the other Jews around Jesus. They were amazed. Jesus had cast out a demon from someone. And they debated among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. You see that? Jesus brought what? A new teaching with what? Authority. So he was a person with authority. And they were like, what is this? So when you show up in the office tomorrow, it should be like, what is this? This fellow has authority. Amen? And now if you go to um, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, 
you see, they, were, they started questioning him because they did not agree with some of the things that was, he was saying. And they said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? So these people knew that Jesus had what? Authority. But they were saying, where is it from? All right? Uh, but Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one question. They, then answer me and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. All right? Let's go on. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. Do you know what they did? You go reading the rest of that. They didn't answer. They, they, said, they, they said, if we say from men, these guys might stone us. Because everybody knew John had, whatever he was doing was from heaven. So they were trying to be crafty. So they said, we will not answer that. We don't know. And Jesus said, I will not tell you where my authority also comes from. But what do we see here? We see there's authority from heaven and there's authority from men. Isn't it? And, and oh, you, don't, you doubt that. You don't think are, men have authority? <laughs> you, you, the men have authority. When a policeman stops you on the road, you realize they have authority and power, isn't it? Where is it from? It's from men. It's horizontal. All authority, you can trace all authority back to God, but in terms of operation, that authority is from men. Right? You don't just make yourself a policeman. A man has to tell you to become a policeman. You can't just show up on the road, can you? And wear that uniform. No, you realize men have authority. You can't say, I got this jacket from the Lord. <laughs> they don't even allow you to wear anything that looks like the military, is it? It's from men. All right? But when, I, when, when you stand ministering to someone, who gave you that authority? From God. That is from heaven. You don't need a person's authority to do this. So there is authority from men, and there is authority from heaven. Amen. And there is a big difference. Because the authority from men can be limited. I already gave you an example. The authority and power from men. The supreme court, the court, the high court has authority and power. But they have to depend on the police to enforce it. So when they say to uh, arrest the inspector general, which policeman is going to arrest the inspector general? The, so the court has authority, power, but they, they are limited. It's from men. Men can resist it. But the one from heaven is different. I remind you of what says in Mark chapter 10, verse 27. With men, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. With men, with the authority of men, with the power of men, some things are not possible. Through these elections, we've, elections, we've seen what men can do. We were told there's a system. No, I told Pastor Davis, Pastor Davis, be careful what you say on Sunday because I can assure you half of your congregation is a zimio. The other half is Kenya Kwanzaa. So you have to be very, very, very careful. Very careful. Very careful. Tell your neighbor, I'm very careful around you. <laughs> Thank God voting is by sacred ballot. We don't know who you voted, so I can't say anything. <laughs> it's by sacred ballot. But there was stock of what? A system. There's a system. What has happened to the system? I'm meeting some people, I joke around and say, what happened to the system? Men... We'll tell you, it's not, we will do it, we'll do it. Then they say it's impossible. 
Jipange, my friend. This time is everyone for himself. Why? The system has failed. What system? It's of men. But with God, all things are what? Possible. You find that in, my, in the chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, if you can believe, how many things? All things are possible to him who believes. If you want to see the power of God, you are going to have to believe what God says about you. You are going to believe you are an heir of the kingdom. Hallelujah. You are going to believe what the word says about you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if we, if we look at that, so we see here, my emphasis here is that Jesus had authority and he had power and it was from heaven. Amen. Now we know that Jesus gave this authority and power to his disciples. He first gave it to the twelve. The uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2 says, And he called the twelve together and gave them what? Power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Praise God. He gave them. He gave them what? Power and authority. He gave them. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to perform healing. That's what he did. He proclaimed this power over their lives. They are joint heirs with him. All right? If you look at, the, at verse 19 of chapter 10 of Luke, verse 19 of chapter 10 of Luke, this in, in chapter 9, he was giving it to the, uh, to, the, uh, to the 12 disciples. In chapter 10, he gave it to the 70. If you can have the, the, the 19th chapter of chapter 10, please. We see what he did here. Uh, seems like they don't have it. Eh? Okay, I'll, I'll read it here. Thank you, Jesus. Says, behold, I have given you authority to trend on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Praise God. Behold, I have given you authority to trend on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Now, if you look at the King James version of it, it mixes those words that I was saying. It, it talks about just power. It doesn't talk about authority. So the two terms are closely related. I have given you authority to train on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. Praise God. You have that power. I wonder what would happen if a snake just appeared here. Will we see a demonstration of this power? You see what he is saying? I have given you what? Power. I have given you authority and power over the enemy. He gave them. If I give you something, what are you supposed to do? You receive it. Isn't it? If I gave you something, the first response from you should be, I 
take it in the name of Jesus. You got to have the mindset that everything that Jesus is telling me to do, I will do it. You remember Pastor David's ministering on that? He said what? You desire an encounter with God. You remember that? Last Sunday, he, he, he emphasized that. Desire. You should be thirsty for the things of God. You should be thirsty to encounter God. But here I'm telling you, you need to take it a, um, a, a notch higher. You don't desire to have authority. You don't, you don't go to God saying, God, I need your power. I need your authority. He said he has given it to you. So what do you do? You receive it. And then what you want to desire now is to see it operating in your life. Amen. It's not that you don't have it. You now have it. What you need to do is start using it. Amen. You see, if, if uh, you are, many of you here are mothers. Uh, if you are not a mother, then you, you are born by a mother. I can assure you of that. You didn't just appear here, right? If the mother left the house and told the children... I have left there unga. I've left there some things for you to cook. And, and, and uh, you guys go ahead, cook, have a meal. And you start calling them. Saying, Mama, we are hungry. Mama, we are hungry. Mama, we are hungry. She comes back home. What do you think she'll ha will happen? Nimekuja munikule. You, sh you shouldn't say that. <laughs> I have come eat me. No, 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 no. But the problem is, what's wrong with these kids? They are just lazy. They have everything they need to make a meal, isn't it? It is not their mothers. We are talking about big children, maybe teenagers here, not toddlers, isn't it? Say, what's wrong with you? You can starve and that food is there. Is it mama's problem? No. If you want to Watch movies the whole day, it's up to you. But you have the food, what you need to do is activate what you already have. The food is there. You make, you make use of it. Hallelujah. So there's a process when we, we, I had a man of God saying, he went to God saying, God, we need more power. Lord, we need more power. Lord, we need more power. And God said, where am I going to get it? I already gave it to you. Where is the more power that you're looking for? Start walking on scorpions. Start casting out demons. Start healing the sick. Start believing God. You see what Jesus did? He prevailed in every situation. Whether he met somebody who was sick, he healed them. If he met somebody dead, what happened? Did he attend the funeral? That was the end of the funeral. When he went and found people who were hungry, he did not changa. You know, he just what? Provided what was available. That's the same power and authority that he has given to us. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. The, the, the power has to be taken. Now, we've built doctrines a lot about around these areas. And I told you, I'm coming at this from a foundational perspective. Amen? There's a lot you can build on this, but I, I want to keep it the, the very basic, at the very elementary level, what we should, we should get a hold of. The woman with the issue of blood, 
And you know her in Mark chapter 5. She's also in every of the other Gospels. When she came to Jesus, what did she do? She what? She touched the hem of his garment. What, what did Jesus say? Who has touched me? Isn't it? Who has touched me? Jesus did not know this woman has touched him. He did not know her. He did not ask her whether she has been fasting and repenting and all these other things. The woman grabbed the power. That's the point I'm driving at. When you connect to the power, what happens to the power? It flows. Jesus was not evaluating, is this woman worthy of the power? No. She touched him and the power got to her. Praise God. As I'm speaking now, you should be believing and seeing yourself in what God tells you to do. We do, and I'm not saying it's bad, we do a lot of things. But we primarily have a misunderstanding of what God has already provided. Jesus was not evaluating people and assigning them power depending on their goodness. This woman just took the power. Hallelujah. Have you ever heard the phrase, power is never given? You take it. Hallelujah. You can be given a position and you look very powerless. Somebody else gets to the same position and people say, we didn't know that position is that powerful. Why? They took the power. They took the power. This man who was lowered, they, they removed the roof and lowered this paralytic to Jesus. What were they doing? They were taking that power. So what I'm asking you to, this, this morning, or is it afternoon? It's still morning. What do you need from the Lord? You need to understand what has been provided. And go ahead and take it. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus is telling us this power is available. Let's look at Matthew 28. Now, this was before uh, Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead. But now, if you go to Matthew 28, 18 to 19, you see the same thing. Matthew 28, 18 to 19. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying what? Let's read it together. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Let's go on. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. All right? See, all authority has been given to me. Then he turned to them and said, now I'm giving you this delegated authority. Go. Go. And produce results with it. In an equivalent uh, ex, uh, analysis of this, you go to Mark chapter 16, I believe verse 17. Mark 16 to 17 says, and these signs will follow what? Those who believe. Are you a believer? Are you a believer? Are you sure you're a believer? All right, then this is where it comes in. It says what? In my name. What is in that name? The authority of Jesus from 
Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 and 19. In that name there is his authority. In my name they will do what? Cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Amen. So, so all these are for the believer. It's moved from the 12 to the 70 to the believer. Now you have no excuse if you're a believer. You see that power? You see that authority? So he has given you his name and his authority. And if you look at uh, Acts chapter 4 verse 7, we find that the, the, the disciples got into the same issue that Jesus had gotten into in Mark chapter 1 verse 27 because here it says they were asking them by what power or what name have you done this? By what what? By what power or by what name have you done this? What had happened in chapter 3 of the book of Acts is they went to the gate beautiful and had this guy who had been sitting there for years, they raised him. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That was a demonstration that they have received it. So we have evidence that this is real. Praise God. Are you really convinced? You have authority and you have what? Power. And where is it from? Heaven. It is not dependent on your title. Praise God. There are, you know, I saw them, God say, God save the king. You know there is a new king. God save what? The king. I wanted to say somebody needs to go and tell them salvation is available. All the king needs to do is to get saved. <laughs> and then he does, we don't need to have to, to say every time God saved the king. God saved him. He sent Jesus. <laughs> but salvation is available. Is everyone saved? No. But it's available. So what we find in this uh, Acts chapter, chapter 7 is now a demonstration of how we are to live. We are the believers in Mark chapter 16 verse 17. To believe is to actively challenge Satan. To believe. If you really believe, the next thing you are going to do is to challenge whatever is attacking you. Amen. There is no such a thing as believing and, and, and just sitting there and doing nothing. Believing will lead you to an action. The disciples believed what Jesus told them, that they have the power and the word, the authority. So when they met somebody who was uh, by the gate, they said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. What happened to the man? He stood up and walked. And people looked at them and said, in what what, by what power or what name have you done this thing? It is by a power that is from heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it needs to be very clear in you and in me that when I look at you, you are full of authority and power. A policeman have the authority and the power to stop traffic, isn't it? 
it came from the station, isn't it? Every policeman, let me give it this way, every policeman has the authority. Actually, today, I think they changed the act. Every policeman has the authority and the power to enforce traffic laws, isn't it? Today, before that, you needed some special power to be a traffic cop. But now, every policeman is, 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 is assigned that. So, when you see a policeman on the road, do you ask, you are not the inspector general, we are not going to obey you. Is that how it works? As long as it's a policeman, you better what? Stop. As long as it's a policeman. This is the basics of it. Do we need inspector general or police? Yes, we do. Do we need the OCS? Yes, you do. Do we need the OCPD? Yes, we do. Does he have more power than the guy out there to stop traffic? No. It's the same power. Now, he has a system that he can bring in more. This administrative is organizational. And that is what I'm telling you. You are a believer. You are a believer. I am first and foremost a believer. And when I'm a believer, I have this basic power and authority. And I can walk in it and expect results. Praise God. Now, if you look, let's, let's look at uh, how to receive. I said this statement initially. You receive a revelation of your position, then you accept your authority and power. When you get appointed somewhere in an organization or something, they give you what? A letter of what? Appointment. Down there, uh, Elder Ruth was telling us she was in HR. There is a place where they say what? You sign to do what? To accept the terms. And you agree with that. You, you accept. You receive. And then you accept. Once you have accepted, now you can walk in what? That power and that authority. King Charles had to be proclaimed and he signed some things. I don't know whether you watched that whole thing. On Tuesday, we will have the president being sworn in. But he has to accept the oath of what? Office. Before he has taken the oath of office, we don't know whether he has accepted or not. Praise God. And so if he has not, then he cannot execute that power. But once he sees the letter of appointment, agrees to what it is, and signs that thing. If you are calling him names before, You really want to think twice. I mean, can you imagine you are calling him names before and then your phone rings. Immediately the guy is sworn in and it rings. You are wondering, do I pick it or what do I do? One time I was sent a place. I was working for this organization. I was given my letter of appointment. I arrived in this branch office. I went to the manager's office. He said, oh, yeah, we were aware you are coming. Uh, good. Then he walked me to another place and there was somebody there. This man asked me, oh, you are the new guy? I said, yeah. I said, what happens to me now? I said, get out. <laughs> I didn't say that. But the thing is, but I, I don't know about him. The power has, I, what I have is my appointment, isn't it? So when I arrive with that letter, for him it's to hand over. What happens to him? 
I don't know. It's the issue of the, it's about the HR and the other people what to do. I don't, they, he needs to go and sort this out with the manager. This is my position. You are sitting in my place, my boy. You better get moving. Power is taken. I've told you that more time. Power is taken. There are people who are in power, but other people are doing their things. I know somebody who was appointed a very senior job. And then the, 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 the other man was still in his office. And so after a while, the, the person who had appointed this man summoned him to the office. He said, are you the head of this and this? Yes. And who is that I see in that office? He said, uh, uh, he has been waiting for directions. He said, which directions? What did I appoint you to do? To move in that office. If, see, if that man is still there, tomorrow don't come to work. Why? I have given you power and authority. You are sitting outside the office. What are you doing? What do you think that man did? Where do you think was his destination as he left the boss's office? Not the other guy, get out of my office. Where do you want me to go? I don't know and I don't care. Just move out peacefully. If you don't, I will have to throw you out. Power and authority. There was a creep some time back. I don't know whether you ever saw it. People are, people are, were, what are they doing? Directing KPLC power into their homes. And so this, this interviewer went there to interview them. And this guy shows up and he's saying, oh, these people are uh, threatening our lives. You know the way they are tapping this power? La, 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 la. The other guy said, hey, buana, mambo ya stima, wachia watu wa stima. kazi. Do you remember that clip? I don't know whether you ever saw it. See, the things of power and electricity leave to those who are doing it. You ask the government to get you another job to do. When it comes to your power, you got to be responsible. There is no one else responsible except you. Praise the Lord. Is this too hard on you? Are you receiving anything? In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 6, but God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, that's gone, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God, because of his great love, his great love for you, not because of how cute you are, not because of how great your family lineage is, not because he, held, he had pity on you, no, because of his great love for us, his great love. Why is he assigning you this? Because we are so suspicious. 
We live in a world where you have to work for everything. You work, you, 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 you work for everything. And when you see something like this, and he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we have this perspective that we are down here and heaven is out there. We, we don't know. Those are dynasties. We are hustlers. No. Jesus said, I have raised you up. I have raised you up. Now, <clears throat> I was sharing with someone and they, 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 this on, on Friday. And told me that <clears throat> there's some doctrines being taught in the city. <clears throat> you meditate, you meditate, you praise and worship, you start ascending. I said, where are you ascending to? He says a scripture. He, he didn't say ascend. He raised you up by himself. So if you are there, now where are you ascending to? You tell me. You tell me, where are you ascending to? Somebody told me we are coming from outer court, inner court, holy of holies. See, I, I understand that to a certain extent. But do you understand you are in the Holy of Holies? You are seated together with what? If you will not accept this position, then you will not have no power. You are like the guy I'm talking about. You are outside the office there. And power and authority has been given to you. Amen. Say, I've been raised up. I'm seated together with Christ in heavenly places. So, what, what, what power has been given to that position? We, we now have to go to chapter 1, and we look at it from verse 18. Uh, chapter 1 of Ephesians. You, know the, you ought to know this scripture. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So, what do I tell the person who is trying to ascend? Your eyes need to be opened to the revelation of the New Testament. Of who you are in Christ Jesus. Alright? Saying that you may know what is what? The hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? I look at that verse and I tell people, uh, let's go back to verse 18 first. And I tell people during the 2017 issues with, uh, with uh, the presidency, I told someone, this is what I pray for President Uhuru. This is what I pray for uh, Prime Minister Ira is what I pray for anyone in authority. The eyes of the understanding to be enlightened to know what they have been called to. Because you can't have two presidents in one office, in, in one country. You can't have two kings in, in one kingdom. One has to go. So once you have an understanding, then there is no fighting. Because you take your place. And I take my place. Amen? So... Let's go to verse 19 now. And it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power, of his what? Power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, it's gone, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him, with, he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. This is where we are sitting. Remember that? Far, let's read together, 
far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Then you tell me that witches have bewitched you. Where, how, how did you get to a point where witches are, be, are bewitching you? Do you see that? You are far above all principality and power and mind and dominion. Even Kenya Kwanzaa, UDA, Azimio, they can never reach there. Praise God. This is your position. This is your appointment letter. You've been appointed to this position. So, what do you do? Say, accept it. You accept the terms. You accept, first of all, you got to come with, I accept, this is what it is. The South Africans have a way of saying, it is what it is. This is what it is. Somebody asks you, why are you behaving like that? It is what it is. It is who I am. Praise God. Dogs don't apologize to cats. A dog just behaves like a dog. It's a dog. Hallelujah. It doesn't apologize to the cat. <laughs> because of behaving like a dog, it's, a, it's, it's what it is. It's who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So there are no other powers and authorities and principalities to look up to. Because you got it. Tell somebody, I got it. You got the power. You got the authority. It, it's not how you look like. It's not how you feel like. Does if, if the king wakes up and he doesn't think he is a king, does that change anything? If you are married and you woke up and you didn't feel married, what are you telling us now? <laughs> what, what are you telling us? You are married, isn't it? It's got nothing to do with what you are feeling. You know, we have this feeling thing. People now wake up, they feel this way. They say, ah, we are what we are feeling. No, you are what God has said. Praise the Lord. So, the, the, what we are saying here is that our eyes need to be opened. We need an enlightenment of who we are. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Amen. Which verse is that? Where is that? I think that should be verse what? Is it 20? Uh, let's go back to 20 or 19. Are we able to get there? A bit slow. So, yeah. Go back. 19. And what is the word? Look at that. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who do what? Believe. You remember I told you the condition is what? Believing. If you can believe, all things are possible. You got to perceive this by your spirit. It's got nothing to do with ascending and descending and I don't know what else. Okay? Hallelujah. And so, uh, some, let me bring out a point here. The issue here is that let me, the difficulty here 
is that the things of God, we have a problem because we look at, if I tell you the great love of God, in your mind, you are thinking about other people's love, whether they love you or they hate you. And yet, when I talk about unconditional love of God, it's, it's a problem because we don't have it in the natural realm. No matter how much a mother loves their child or the child loves the mother or a husband loves the wife or the wife loves, there are conditions. Somehow, in the human life, we, we are not perfect. So when we see the exceeding greatness of his power, the exceeding greatness of his love towards us, we have a problem. But what we, what we need to do, we have to look at it and start saying this is what it is. Because what we need, I'm trying to explain a scriptural principle. See, we are used to doing something to get something. I'm coming to that point again. But yet, God's exceeding greatness of his power has been released for you doing nothing. This guy had to attend an interview to be appointed to this office. What you needed to do is get born again. And once you are born again, this became a viable. You are a joint heir with what Jesus has. So once you know that, you can start seeing yourself in the right way and you don't worry about how it will work because it's the exceeding greatness of his power that is going to cause this to manifest. It's not your gym, uh, gimmicks. It's not your effort. Amen. Now, uh, let's look at Matthew 10, 7 to 8. I, I'm trying to impress on you that in the natural, when you see who you are and the Bible says it is, the tendency is to start doubting because we don't have anything that relates to us. If you look at, look at Matthew chapter 10, now that you, I know you are believers, are you a believer or a doubter? You are a believer. Look at Matthew 10, 7 to 8. It says, and as you go, uh -huh, preach saying what? And then what? You, look at your neighbor, tell them you, uh -huh. What are you going to do? You will heal the sick tomorrow, today. Uh -huh. Then, whoa, Christ the lepers. You are not going to see someone and say, is that infectious? <laughs> is that infectious? You are going to cleanse the lepers. Uh -huh. Then what are you going to do? You. Come on, be serious. You are going to raise the dead. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then? Woo! Demons. <laughs> this is not where you take off. <laughs> you decide when it comes to casting out demons, call Pastor Davis. Eh? And then what? Freely. 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 It was given you. Freely. What's your problem? You may also ask, what is your problem, Francis? See, have I seen all this? No. Is it in the word of God? Yes. Do I need to believe it? Yes. You see that? So, so the point is, have you ever seen anybody raised from that? I don't believe it. You, 
you, you believe because it's in the word. Because you are a believer, isn't it? And now, look at, uh, let me show you, John 14, 12. John 14, 12. He says what? Let's read it together. Most assuredly, I say to you, tell the, the neighbor, this is for you. He who what? He who believes in me, uh -huh, the works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Can you receive that? There's a lot of debate about the, what is the greater works. I don't know whether you have ever heard it. If you've been in the church long enough, you've heard people talking about what is the greater works. And the greater works is this, greater works is this. Great. Don't worry about the greater works. Just do what Jesus did. I'll believe you. Just, just, just behave like Jesus. We'll accept that. Amen. Amen. That, that is supposed to be you and me. We have the raising the dead power in us. But until we receive it and accept that this is the place we are going to start from, then we'll have an issue of what to do. Praise God. Romans 12, this is what we need to do. Romans 12, 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What does that mean? That means what you are feeling in your body has nothing to do with it. It's a sacrifice. You are not healed because you are feeling healed. Your body is a sacrifice. Your body has to respond to what you've seen in the word of God. All right? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Somebody say amen. So what we are doing here, we are saying, here is the question. Are you following what the word is saying or you, are you following what the world is saying? It's either the world or the word. You have to make up your mind. James, uh, James 4, 6 to 7 says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7 of it, therefore submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Who is going to lift you up? The Lord. Not you by your own means trying to ascend. That's the point I'm trying in. Your body is a living sacrifice. It has got nothing to do with what the, the word of God is saying. You, you can't ask your body. All right? And in your mind, your way of thinking, you let it be changed by what the word of God says. And then you experience a transformation in your way of thinking. So if you have any challenge in your life right now, what do you need to do? Go to the scriptures. Find what do the scriptures say about my situation. Get five scriptures. Start meditating on those scriptures. 
And you look at your situation and you say, my M-Pesa balance doesn't count. My bank account doesn't count. What I have in Fulisa doesn't count. All that counts is what the Bible says. And then transform your way of thinking. You see yourself like Solomon, what we are being told. You see yourself as a person supporting the work of God. And then you are being transformed. So here is the thing about resisting the proud. What does the proud person do? They depend on themselves. They depend on their ability. They depend on what they can do. The word of God has not told you to do what you can do. By yourself, how are you going to cast out demons? Demons. By yourself, how are you going to raise the dead? By yourself, how will you do that? Is it possible? No. You accept that your body is the temple of the living God. And he can use you to do these things. You have presented yourself as a sacrifice. Your body has nothing to do with it. It only needs to be available for use by the God who lives in you. Praise the Lord. Do you see how that starts changing? The way you are thinking? I'm telling you, I was a church member in good standing with the Church of England. Do you know that one? A member in good standing. You go to church and sleep all through the service. And now, I love Anglican folks. I have relatives who are there. They have leadership positions there. I enjoy their, their whatever. But do you know, they never learned for me that Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 7 to 8. Never, we never, I never had it read. Heal the sick. No. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. I never, if they did, I was asleep. I don't remember that. So, here I come, and I have a challenge, a health challenge. I don't know what to do. I googled supernatural healing, and I saw a testimony of a man seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. This is where we are sitting. Remember that? Far, let's read together, far above all principality and power, and might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Then you tell me that witches have bewitched you. Where, how, how did you get to a point where witches are, be, are bewitching you? Do you see that? You are far above all principality and power and mind and dominion. Even Kenya Kwanzaa, UDA, Azimio, they can never reach there. Praise God. This is your position. This is your appointment letter. You've been appointed to this position. So, what do you do? Say, accept it. You accept the terms. You accept, first of all, you got to come with, I accept this is what it is. The South Africans have a, a way of saying, it is what it is. This is what it is. Somebody asks you, why are you behaving like that? It is what it is. It is who I am. 
Praise God. Dogs don't apologize to cats. A dog just behaves like a dog. It's a dog. Hallelujah. It doesn't apologize to the cat. <laughs> because of behaving like a dog, it's, a, it's, it's what it is. It's who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So there are no other powers and authorities and principalities to look up to. Because you got it. Tell somebody, I got it. You got the power. You got the authority. It, it's not how you look like. It's not how you feel like. Does, if, if the king wakes up and he doesn't think he is a king, does that change anything? If you are married and you woke up and you didn't feel married, what are you telling us now? <laughs> what, what are you telling us? You are married, isn't it? It's got nothing to do with what you are feeling. You know, we have this feeling thing. People now wake up, they feel this way. They say, ah, we are what we are feeling. No, you are what God has said. Praise the Lord. So, the, the, what we are saying here is that our eyes need to be opened. We need an enlightenment of who we are. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe. Amen. Which verse is that? Where is that? I think that should be verse what? Is it 20? Uh, let's go back to 20 or 19. Are we able to get there? A bit slow. So, yeah. Go back. 19. And what is the what? Look at that. The exceeding greatness of his power towards us who do what? Believe. You remember I told you the condition is what? Believing. If you can believe, all things are possible. You got to perceive this by your spirit. It's got nothing to do with ascending and descending and I don't know what else. Okay? Hallelujah. And so, uh, some, let me bring out a point here. The issue here is that Let me, the difficulty here is that the things of God, we have a problem because we look at, if I tell you the great love of God, in your mind, you are thinking about other people's love, whether they love you or they hate you. And yet, when I talk about unconditional love of God, it's, it's a problem because we don't have it in the natural realm. No matter how much a mother loves their child, or the child loves the mother, or a husband loves the wife, or the wife loves, there are conditions. Somehow, in the human life, we, we are not perfect. So when we see the exceeding greatness of his power, the exceeding greatness of his love towards us, we have a problem. But what we, what we need to do, we have to look at it and start saying this is what it is. Because what we need, I'm trying to explain a scriptural principle. See, we are used to doing something to get something. I'm coming to that point again. But yet, God's exceeding greatness of his power has been released for you doing nothing. This guy had to attend an interview to be appointed to this office. What you needed to do is get born again. 
And once you are born again, this became available. You are a joint heir with what Jesus has. So once you know that, you can start seeing yourself in the right way and you don't worry about how it will work because it's the exceeding greatness of his power that is going to cause this to manifest. It's not your gimmicks. Uh, it's not your effort. Amen. Now, uh, let's look at Matthew 10, 7 to 8. I, I, I'm trying to impress on you that in the natural, when you see who you are and the Bible says it is, the tendency is to start doubting because we don't have anything that relates to us. If you look at, look at Matthew chapter 10, now that you, I know you are believers, are you a believer or a doubter? You are a believer. Look at Matthew 10, 7 to 8. It says, and as you go, uh -huh, preach saying what? And then what? You, look at your neighbor, tell them you. Uh -huh, what are you going to do? You will heal the sick tomorrow, today. Uh -huh, then, whoa, Christ the lepers. You are not going to see someone and say, is that infectious? <laughs> Is that infectious? You are going to cleanse the lepers. Uh -huh. Then what are you going to do? You. Come on, be serious. You are going to raise the dead. Uh -huh. And then? Woo, demons. This is not where you take off. You decide when it comes to casting out demons, call Pastor Davis. Eh? And then what? Freely, 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 freely. It was given you freely. What's your problem? You may also ask, what is your problem, Francis? See, have I seen all this? No. Is it in the word of God? Yes. Do I need to believe it? Yes. You see that? So, so the point is, have you ever seen anybody raised from that? I don't believe it. You, you, you believe because it's in the word. Because you're a believer, isn't it? And now, look at, uh, let me show you, John 14, 12. John 14, 12. He says what? Let's read it together. Most assuredly, I say to you, tell the, the neighbor, this is for you. He who what? He who believes in me uh -huh. The works I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Can you receive that? There's a lot of debate about what is the greater works. I don't know whether you have ever heard it. If you've been in the church long enough, you've heard people talking about what is the greater works. And the greater works is this, greater works is this. Don't worry about the greater works. Just do what Jesus did. I'll believe you. Just, just, just behave like Jesus. We'll accept that. Amen. Amen. That, that is supposed to be you and me. We have the raising the dead power in us. But until we receive it and accept that this is the place we are going to start from, 
then we'll have an issue of what to do. Praise God. Romans 12, this is what we need to do. Romans 12, 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What does that mean? That means what you are feeling in your body has nothing to do with it. It's a sacrifice. You are not healed because you are feeling healed. Your body is a sacrifice. Your body has to respond to what you've seen in the word of God. All right? Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Somebody say amen. So what we are doing here, we are saying, here is the question. Are you following what the word is saying or you, are you following what the world is saying? It's either the world or the word. You have to make up your mind. James, uh, James 4, 6 to 7 says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7 of it, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Who is going to lift you up? The Lord. Not you by your own means trying to ascend. That's the point I'm trying in. Your body is a living sacrifice. It has got nothing to do with what the, the word of God is saying. You, you can't ask your body. All right? And in your mind, your way of thinking, you let it be changed by what the word of God says. And then you experience a transformation in your way of thinking. So if you have any challenge in your life right now, what do you need to do? Go to the scriptures. Find what do the scriptures say about my situation. Get five scriptures. Start meditating on those scriptures. And you look at your situation and you say, my M-Pesa balance doesn't count. My bank account doesn't count. What I have in Fulisa doesn't count. All that counts is what the Bible says. And then transform your way of thinking. You see yourself like Solomon, what we are being told. You see yourself as a person supporting the work of God. And then you are being transformed. So here is the thing about resisting the proud. What does the proud person do? They depend on themselves. They depend on their ability. They depend on what they can do. The word of God has not told you to do what you can do. By yourself, how are you going to cast out demons? demons? By yourself, how are you going to raise the dead? By yourself, how will you do that? Is it possible? No. You accept that your body is the temple of the living God. And he can use you to do these things. You have presented yourself as a sacrifice. Your body has nothing to do with it. It only needs to be available for use by the God who lives in you. Praise the Lord. Do you see how that starts changing? The way you are thinking? I'm telling you, 
I was a church member in good standing with the Church of England. Do you know that one? A member in good standing. You go to church and sleep all through the service. And now, I love Anglican folks. I have relatives who are there. They have leadership positions there. I enjoy their, their whatever. But do you know, they never learned for me that Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 7 to 8. Never, we never, I never had it read. Heal the sick. No. Cleanse the lepers. Raise the dead. I never, if they did, I was asleep. I don't remember that. So, here I come. And I have a challenge, a health challenge. I don't know what to do. I googled supernatural healing. And I saw a testimony of a man. And he said he had been healed. <laughs> I looked at the thing. I thought, wow, there is hope here. I've been going to church for years, ever since I was a small child. Went to Sunday, uh, Sunday school. Uh, went through all the processes. I had never heard these kind of things. I knew we prayed for people, but we didn't expect anything. Nobody tried to command a demon to leave anyone. No, 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 no. We ended prayers with, with if it is God's will. How do you know what is God's will? That is what it is, what is in the Bible. So that's what we did. I didn't know that. I have a challenge. I don't know what to do. I started meditating on that. I'm telling you, do you know transformation happened? Because I, I remember one time our, our firstborn is a boy. He's called Victor. He's now 26. And he would wake up at night and cough and cough and throw up, then go back to sleep. It was demonic. It was happening every night on a regular basis. When you are all asleep and then cough, 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 you wake up and the boy just coughs and then throws up, then sleeps. You have to change those bed sheets. You clean him up and he's half asleep, half awake. It was a mess. I said, you know the stuff I'm seeing is going to work on this boy. So one night, the devil doesn't, you know, I told you believing is acting. So he's coughing and coughing. And we woke up and we ran to his bedroom. And uh, we, we, I rebuked that devil in the name of Jesus. And I commanded them to stop tormenting the boy. And it stopped. <laughs> that was a surprise. I mean, you, you are like, wow, praise God. <laughs> Finally, we go to the devil. <laughs> he woke up, said, uh, wow, I want some cold water. Mary said, no, 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 no. I said, wait a minute. I ran downstairs, came with a glass of water, said, boy, drink it. Let the devil try to touch you. Today is the day. Drank the, all the water. My wife is, what if he starts coughing again? I said, it doesn't matter. It's over. I am tired and fed up with the devil. And that was the end of that whole thing. The end of it. The end of it. Now, some time later, my Anglican brethren, they are visiting with their children and all that. So one kid asks, my, my, no, my, my wife is approached by one of the kids, says, uh, Auntie, uh, I need Panadol. 
my wife says, oh, come on, right, come right here, come right here. Father, in the name of Jesus. <coughs> and then Victor bursts out laughing, loudly. And Mary stops and says, oh, Victor, what is the problem? Why are you laughing like that? <coughs> he said, I told you, I told you, I told you, they will not give you Panadol. <laughs> Mary said, wait a minute. All right, you need a panado, can I pray for you? The boy said, panado. <laughs> Get him panado. See, you have changed so much. You are not even aware of how much changes have happened to you. You are living in a totally different way. I would have been doing like that a few months. Just like I would have been as confused as this boy a few months ago. But now, I am getting hold of the word of God. So when you say you've been transformed in your way of thinking. When you see sickness and disease, your response is, I have the ability to heal people. <clears throat> My daughter, one time she went to see her friend I'm, and she says, come pick me. I'm, I'm moving all over the car trying to get her. Saying, where are you? I got this way. Where are you? I got this way. Then finally we connected. I said, what is the problem? See, one of the girls there has lost her mind. I'm running away. I said, what's wrong with you? Can we go back there? He said, that's why I didn't want us to meet there. Let's go home. <laughs> See, our, our first response should be, I have the ability of God within. Praise the Lord. From today, you stop running away from things. Amen. When you appear, the power has appeared. The representative of heaven has appeared. Praise God. All right. I don't know whether you're excited or not. You renew your mind about what has already been given to you. <clears throat> Let me go back to the thing I mentioned about the ascending and all that. Now, if I see myself, I'm in heaven's position. Dealing with my body. Now, if you tell me now I'm coming from outer court, inner court, the Holy of Holies, now I can understand. I'm not trying to take a new position. I am in my position. But I understand my body may be misbehaving. So I'm talking to my body. Amen. I'm calling it to line up. I'm rebuking what, is, what I'm feeling and I'm, whatever is happening. Then I'm renewing my mind. So if you say that is the process, I'll agree with you. But if you're trying to ascend somewhere, oh no, you want to dematerialize? Oh, body, soul, and spirit. I'm trying to be spirit. You are spirit. You want to vaporize like water. You know the way water turns from what? Solid, ice to liquid to you evaporate. Alakabdabra or something. <clears throat> so, what are you? You are trying to become what? This is what you are. You are a spirit. That's where you live. You walk by the spirit. So you have to line up your body with what the Spirit of God says. you got to line up your soul, the way you are thinking, the way you are reacting emotionally to things. You line that up with what the Word of God says. Somebody say amen. I need to bring this to a cross. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do I have demon casting, racing from the dead folks? 
you walk with a, what they call it, a swag, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's look at this last point here. The word of God is our keys to the kingdom. <clears throat> our keys to the kingdom. It really is the password to our authority and to the power. Hebrews 4.12. This is in the Amplified. It says, for the word of God is living and active, full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and, and spirit. The completeness of a person and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Praise God. So the word of God is the only thing that is able to judge anything in my life and in your life if you are a believer. Let me repeat that again. The word of God is the only thing you use to judge things. Are they this way or is it this way? The, 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 the word of God, the spirit of God is what you use. Everything else is what? Did you listen to the evidence that was thrown out? Everything else is hot air. Hot air. Even if you bring a track of it. Everything else is sensational. It is wild goose chase. Now, I'm not talking about the evidence you took to the high court. I'm just using the terms as an illustration. That when you come to God, your feelings, your sensations, your whatever, if it is not aligning up with the word of God, it is hot air. You Presbyterian people, are you still here? If, it, if the evidence I have is different from what the word of God says, the supreme court of heaven will throw it out. The word is the only evidence you come with against the devil. You tell him, devil, this is who I am in Christ Jesus. And that is when the gavel of heaven will say, that is it. Case dismissed. The devil has lost. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> uh, let me uh, make this, where was I? Let me look at that quickly. Look at John 8, that 1 to 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews <clears throat> who believed in him, if you are bind in my word, mm -hmm, then what? Let's read together. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Uh -huh. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If you are struggling with any area of your life, if I'm struggling with any area of my life, I have believed false evidence. And someone else is going to be sworn in instead of me. Because the only evidence I have is the word of God. And if I have the word of God, then every judgment is in my favor. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about the kingdom of 
God and how it operates. You have, we have to train ourselves. Remember, we are going to renew our mind on what? On the word of God. Because it's the only thing that we are going to use to judge things. Ignorance is slavery. It's deception. If I don't know what the word of God says. Mark 11, 22 to 23, in the Amplified Version, Jesus replied, have, let's read it together, have faith in God. Constantly, I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, whoever, 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 are you a whoever? Whoever says to this mountain, what is a mountain? Any challenge you are facing, all right? Then, let's read it together. Be lifted up and be thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, in God's unlimited power. So, what are we depending to change things? God's unlimited power. Why has it come to us? Because of his great love and mercy for us. We didn't qualify for it in any other way. And that Power is unlimited. It's what we read. It's the exceeding greatness of his power. Praise God. All right? Then we go on and say, but believes that what he does, what he says is going to take place, it will be done for him or her in accordance with God's will. What's God's will? It says what? Amen. That is the evidence you have. So once you have the evidence, can I say this? You got to say something. Tell your neighbor you have to say something. Remember we said, what shall we say to these things? That's what we started with. What shall we say to these things? You are going to say something. You are going to say something. Silence is not a defense. It is not like the court of law where they say what? If you remain silent, you will not what? You will not punch yourself. You will not compromise yourself. In the kingdom of God, it doesn't work like that. You got to declare something. Silence in the face of satanic attack is not, is not advisable. Silence in the face of satanic attack is not a defense. Your mouth, listen to this, it's your mountain, it will take your mouth to remove it. It is your mountain. It will take your mouth to say something. Not to God about the mountain, but you are talking to the thing and telling it, get lost. Praise God. You say, why should I do that? I'm depending on the power of the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember, Pastor David told us you are to feed on the word of God. You are to feed on the word of God. You are only to speak the truth to the situations you are facing. And that truth is the word of God. Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. This is in the New American Standard Bible. This is what, Jesus, uh, what David would say. Bless the Lord. Let's read it together. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Mm-hmm. And forget none of his benefits. Here they come. Who pardons all your iniquities. 
who heals all my diseases, who redeems my life from the pit, who crowns me with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies my ears with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. Bless the name of the Lord. That is what should be coming out of your mouth. Doesn't matter how things look like. Please rise up on your feet. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Let me read that again. So shall my word. Who is speaking here? God, isn't it? Then you put this word in your mouth that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall accomplish what I please and shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your words. Your word of power. Your word full of authority. That the word we have heard today will not return void, but it shall accomplish and it shall prosper in the lives of everyone that has heard it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That disease will not prosper against you. The word will prosper. The word is prospering. The word has raised you up. The word is fighting for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you don't need to be worried. It looks like things are getting worse. No, 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 no. They will not prosper in your life. You will prosper. The word will prosper. The word is prospering. The hundredfold return is prospering. In your life, you will accomplish God's purposes for your life. In the name of Jesus, you will not come short in the things of God. You will see the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Everything that has been pulling you down, we judge it now in the name of Jesus. We resist it. You will not lose your position. You will not compromise on the word of God. I'm telling you, you will stand in the name of Jesus you will accomplish God's purposes for your life and your children in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just pray in the spirit, brother. Who are you mounting? Who are you mounting? Who are you mounting before our sister, before our brother? You will not prosper. You will fall down. You'll be like a road, flat in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are planted by the house of the Lord. We are thriving. We are flourishing in the house of the Lord. We are fed by the word of the Lord. Shakarabakaya sweri mbekiya sana. Dejemando bebe ya kuya sokere netari. 
Rosenda Rebakoya Swekire Renandori, Jonesa Karamakoya. In the name of Jesus, every job position that has been threatened because of change of administration, it will not work, it will fail. In the name of Jesus, you will prosper in your job. You prosper in your assignment because you are a believer, not because of the government in power. It's because you are a believer. You'll be healed in the name of Jesus. You'll be healed because you believe the word, not what the doctor said. The doctor is only looking at your body, but your body is a living sacrifice. Your mind is renewed to the word of God, so you receive hope in the name of Jesus. Your hope is rising up. Your hope rises up and challenges that doctor's report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promotions are from the Lord. Stop looking to men. Stop looking to people. Your position is from the Lord. Shareba koya suenda rabakesi. Dosena ramba kaya suera. We judge fear of men. We judge fear of men. We cast down every word that has been spoken against the people of God. Hallelujah. We say it will not stand. It will not stand. It will not stand. It bows down. No weapon. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. What they have said, if it's against you, is the word of God. You don't need to head back. It will not work. It will not prosper. It will fail in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Your inheritance is in God. Your inheritance is in God. It doesn't matter what the judge said. Listen to what the Lord has said regarding your situation. You are restored to what was judged against you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, say this with me. Father, I receive the new position. I accept the power and the authority regarding this position. I walk in dominion just like Jesus did. Father, I thank you. You command me to go. And now I am going. I'm going today. I'm going tomorrow. Every day of my life, I will be manifesting the power of the kingdom of God. Thank you, Father, for your great love towards me, for your mercy towards me. It's my qualification. It's what has got me to where I am to where you place me. I thank you. I rejoice because I know I have the victory. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you so, so much.